I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Gallagher, Buffy, the Vampire, Sarah Fane, Now the Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their Do we stand together at Pop Culture Academic Symposium? Yep, we're the pop culture professors. You know, that's right. We're smart people, but you know, we're talking dumb topics. That's true. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman, and uh, so far, still gainfully employed as a college professor somehow. That's crazy. It's so weird that no one has stopped me yet. You keep pushing the limits. You've had a student on the podcast. I did last week. We had a student on the podcast and I'm still employed. It's bizarre. It is nuts. And you know, I've previously taught at the dang college level as well. And we both have master's degrees. But this is what we choose to do with our time <laughs> and our education. Is dedicate ourselves to the advancement of standing education. That's right. Being an obsessive fan of something. So, Caitlin... What are you standing this week? Okay. I remembered that I had HBO Max, which is great. Mm-hmm, that's fun. And uh, I watched the documentary Black Art in mm. the Absence of Light, which is about uh, visual artist, African-American visual artist. And it's really sort of a survey of currently working uh, black artists from ages like 30 to 85. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's 
awesome and it gives you a lot of great Instagram follows. I suggest following the hashtag Faith Ringgold. She's amazing. Ooh. And her account is not active, but people post her stuff a lot. So you can find it through the hashtag. That's cool. What about you? Um, well, I I'm standing WandaVision, man. There you go. I'm in it. I'm in it. It's on the Diz. It's on the Disney Channel Plus. Uh, you know it's got our man Paul Bettany in it. So Love him. We love him. Love him. I've previously spoken on this podcast about seeing him at JFK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also got Randall Park, who we love. We've also right. talked a lot about, about Randall. So you know, I, I RSVP'd to the party for my boys, and it's actually, like, really delightful and fun and strange and about grief unexpectedly, and I love wow. that. Wow. Yeah, I'm really into it, and I'm having I'm a good time. I'm glad to hear your endorsement, because, you know, <laughs> I don't know about the world of Marvel. Oh, me either, and uh, I keep being told there's all these other things happening, and as far as I'm concerned, this is the only Marvel property. That's all I needed. I don't need the others. Okay, great. That's awesome. Uh, but you know what I always stand, Caitlin? Five-star reviews. And we got a hot oh, one. Yeah. We got a hot one. From from one of the most wild usernames. Yeah. How would you pronounce this username? I'd probably just spell it out, but I guess Iljigik. I think that sounds right. It's mm-hmm. E-L-J-J-I-J-K. Love that. Seems like it's probably Scandinavian. Yeah. I'm guessing we have a big fan base in Scandinavia. Uh, and... Uh, in Scandinavia, they're saying, this show is a total delight. It's my favorite pop culture combo. Funny and very smart, which that's just very kind to say. Wow. Thank you, Big E, wherever you are. We love you. And if you have a five-star review that you've been sitting on, don't sit on it. Just write it. And, you know, you could hear it here on the show <laughs> from whatever country or region you reside in. Uh, and speaking of five-star reviews, I got five stars I'm about to give to today's guest. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, we got... Lisa Kleiman and Casey Jones. Wow, Woo! thank you wow. for the stars. I'm really excited because I think, I'm pretty sure, Caitlin, once again, we have not told our guests what the topic of today's episode nope, is. I didn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't either. Um, this is always fun when we log in and realize that you have no idea what you're here to talk about. But before we tell you what the topic is, what are what are you standing right now? What are your stands of the week? Wow. Okay, well, one, we're watching WandaVision, and I also, it is the only thing in the Marvel Universe that I have followed, so it's mm-hmm. great. I, and I think it's amazing that she likes it so much, because I've seen every single Mar- yeah. Marvel movie, yeah. <laughs> and, and I like it on, like, you know, deep levels, and she like you know, it's it's. I just crazy. like it, but I'll have to be like, what's Ultron? And he'll be like, <laughs> oh, so, like, everyone died, or, like, whatever, and I'll be like, okay, you don't really need to know. Like, right. it's so easy. For the Marvel people, I didn't say that Ultron killed everyone. I, I, I just need <laughs> to clarify for the Ultron like, I don't do? want you, you don't paint it like I'm the one who you, you told me Ultron came <laughs> okay. down in his car <laughs> and he ran into everyone and he said I'm Ultron bitch which is his tagline mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you don't even need a spoiler for this because it's so off base and then but what this is something that's really up your guys's alley Okay. We are watching <gasps> Beverly Hills 90210 from the beginning. Oh my wow. God. We're about like probably towards the end of season two, and it's only been like a week. Like what we a have dream. breezed through this. What a dream. Yeah. Art. You are about to be in the thick of the best. I think Ugh. season three is probably the best. Really? Four is also good. Because season one starts season off. Season one is good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, this, season one is really good. The other thing that I've just been obsessed with and telling people to watch, and I think especially you two will love it, is the Allie McBeal pilot. We watched, yeah, 
we started watching yeah, it. I've watched it in like, core. Oh. oh, yeah. We watched, we, we, yeah, these are things in our routine. Yeah, yeah. it's times. so well written. And like, for some reason, when the, when quarantine first started last March, Ally McBeal was the only thing I wanted to watch. Yeah. And I like yes. exclusively watched Ally McBeal for like the first few weeks. But if you think about Beverly, not to like toot our own horn that we're rewatching these things, like with some kind of like method to the madness, but if you look at it, Darren Starr, writer for mm-hmm. Beverly Hills mm-hmm. Natural, look at him now. Yeah. You know, like Sex in the City, oh. he did. He did Younger. Like, he's like prolific. Mm. And then David E. Kelly for Ally McBeal yep. is, could not be more relevant. He did Big Little Lies, oh, yes, The yes. Undoing. That's I mean, crazy. it is like full circle moment with these like nostalgia trips. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think this really plays into today's theme, actually, Ooh. especially 90210, especially when Mr. Dylan McKay. It doesn't seem like you have a theme, but now you do. Like, it's so, so, well, con- really? <laughs> so convenient. Yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> we, we were talking about it and we were like, Lisa and Casey are two of the coolest people we've ever met. And so what? the theme of today's episode is defining cool like this whole episode is about defining cool and uh you know right it's a word that we we say a lot but what does it really mean according to wikipedia coolness is an aesthetic of attitude behavior comportment appearance and style which is generally admired what was the one before wait say that one more time were you do you stall (laughs) yeah (laughs) it says an aesthetic of attitude behavior comportment yeah that one i don't know comportment lost me immediately are we so cool that we don't know what a word is (laughs) <laughs> comportment yeah i don't know what comport- effortless it's effortless i I, yeah. I know compartment which doesn't <laughs> sound cool well that's a great th- this is a great guideline to break down yes. especially because mm-hmm. like if that means if effortless I, I i would never think that i'm an effortless person in any way like mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. feel like i'm so contrived as a person you know wow. what i mean like i <laughs> I overthink everything and like everything is an analytical decision and there's too right. many decisions. I'm overthinking, overthinking all that stuff. And I, so I, so I would say like, I get, I get off, I lose a point of coolness for that. <laughs> okay. Well, I gain right. a point because I'm somewhat illiterate, which is baseline. <laughs> you have to be a little dumb to be cool. And I didn't know what comportment was. Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think if you're cool, you may not read or do your homework oh then i'm cool right now then i'm the coolest (laughs) i was the coolest kid of all time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking Mm -hmm. because like dylan mckay like my like thing like what dylan mckay now to know but then also jordan catalano can't read like Mm -hmm. myself jordan pushes it he pushes it (laughs) yeah yeah, well, that's what we're so excited. We're, we, we've got a couple of different games. We've got a couple of different theses all exploring this topic. I, I love it. I mean, I think rejecting that you're cool right away is kind of cool. Makes you cool. Exactly. It makes, which, you know, usually we start the show off by asking our guests to sort of like shout out their credits. But I feel like you've already shown your work. Like, I don't think <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it doesn't get much cooler than what just happened. Yeah, we watch like five hours of TV a day. So <laughs> I don't know what gets cooler than that. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to hear any arguments around these parts. <laughs> um, So I think I think we should just dive right into the first game. All right. Game number one is cool couple goals. So, Casey, Lisa, you're famously a cool couple. You're both cool and you're cool together, but you have competition. I'm going to give you two celebrity couples. You are going to have to choose one that is couple goals Mm. and the other that we will need to console because you are breaking them up. Mm. (laughs) And you have to decide to get. Okay. All right. This is the old Hollywood edition. Goldie Hawn and Kurt (gasps) Russell or Annette Bening and Warren Beatty. 
Okay. Okay. So we're overboard fans. Big overboard fans. We, we've mm-hmm. wa- I think we've yes. watched it twice. Um, like <laughs> selected it. That wasn't on TV and we watched it. But I think we've, we've, we chose yeah. to watch it twice. We didn't see the, there was a remake, right? We didn't watch that. No, it was good. It was, it was good? It was, it was, it was good. It's actually very smart. It's actually very well, smart. Because they did a gender reversal. So it's, oh, it's right. rapey in a less <laughs> aggressive way. Yeah. It says a lot about like uh, privilege and what it, it examines privilege in an interesting way. Honestly, the first one does too. Yeah, it kind of gets to the core of what that movie's saying in a less uh, uncomfortable way. So, okay, so right. yeah, we love. So I will say this. I'll say this: that of the those four people, Goldie Hawn is my favorite person. Totally right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, maybe that goes both ways, though, because I want her to find true love. I don't want her to find a flash in the pan. And, and you know, I, I, my first thought was that Warren Beatty won like. Do you know who Annette Benning is? I can't. I, I couldn't find her on a map. <laughs> you just take a guess. And this isn't like a gotcha thing, but I just know my husband. It's and I'm like, and I know gotcha. he's like the other one. Like he's already like being vague with like who Annette Benning is. Like, Thank right. you for fun. Thank you for, for seeing that and calling it out. Like, okay, I'm going to put like an imaginary $100 bill. <laughs> Who do you think, like, name one movie you oh, think she's no. been in? Oh, no. Oh. I don't think I, at this point, I can't name one movie. Um, <laughs> Annette Benning is, I would say, I, I, it's tough. I, I could barely tell you, like, how, it's like, tough. what decade she was famous in. <laughs> I'm going to go with, like, 80s. I think she was probably around in the 80s. I have no idea. Do you want me to tell you one sure, thing that you'll yeah, remember? 100%. She's the mom in American Beauty. Okay. She's like the, I will sell this house yes. today. Okay, I, I I have a visualization of that now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Still, I, no Goldie Hawn. I'm coming out strong with against Annette ba- Benning and uh, Warren, Warren Beatty. Beatty. Oh, because Warren okay. Beatty is a player. Right. You're so vain is allegedly written about him. So I feel like mm-hmm. he has this like really toxic past. Right. He does. And he like no, sowed his wild oats like so publicly. It and he's, I don't know. There's something about their relationship that's like it's hard to separate the man from the myth. And it's like hard to see them. Where like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, they both have this like wild hair mm-hmm. and they're like these like kind of California, like free love, not married, but like so together mm-hmm. and they're both age appropriate couples which I love yeah we, we like, stand we stand we, age yeah <laughs> but there's something about them that feels like so secure you know I don't know I just think that like I picture them in a convertible with the top down like forever <laughs> that was my first instinct too was that so let's go with that yeah that's our answer all right all right all right, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are couple goals. I'm sorry, Annette Benny and Warren Beatty. We will need to console. Also, I'm sorry, Casey. Annette Benny. <laughs> Listen, she's got to work harder. She hasn't really made her mark yet. There's still time. There's still time, Annette. I think she's only been nominated, never won an Oscar. You know, Casey's only going to be aware of the winners. <laughs> I love Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Dick Tracy. All right, the next one is Athletes Edition. We have Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Ooh, oh. Right. Or Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird. Okay, okay I don't know sorry. who Megan Rapinoe or Sue Bird is. Megan Rapinoe is actively part of U.S. Women's Team, and Sue Bird is a retired WNBA player. And I they're do both remember like Sue Bird. Been they're both been like MVPs of mm-hmm. their sports mm-hmm. when they're together. I remember Sue Bird now that you say it. Now that you give you give me the uh, Annette Benning treatment. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I love Gab- uh, Gabrielle Union. I, I yeah, think she's too. really yeah. great. 
But what? Didn't he publicly have a baby with someone while they were together? They were actually broken up, but Yo, it wasn't that's great. Not it was not good. It, it wasn't great because it was like a break of like two months. And I think they had like also had tried to have a baby. Yeah. So it was, it was a and lot. And a pregnancy but takes, I think, you know, average of nine months. So like if you do the math. Oh, no. I think that like she got back together with him when the other woman was pregnant. Right. Yeah. Well, then they did stay together through it. Yeah. Pre- I mean, it only takes one. Oh, yeah. One conception having read her having read her autobiography in our book club it does seem like she's cool with what happened she seems so cool that's why i want well she's big into being a stepmom so she's got them all yeah she's got them all in a pile over there and also with her even the new one yeah i think it's more troubled but yes yeah i'm gonna be honest it's this is the tough situation i i I don't know enough about that other relationship but Mm -hmm. it's on paper it sounds fun like you know what i mean i like when i like when people who are in the same field but different specifics or variables yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it mm-hmm. but like i like the, the idea that they're both mvps in different sports they could really kind of like wax poetic about what you know the process maybe cross train a little bit by playing each other like mm. in that commercial that gatorade commercial the the idea that i like is that you know that seems like a healthy relationship because mm-hmm. it's they're not competitive with each other but right. they probably push each other to mm-hmm. you know to to succeed so that that for me might get the stand Yeah, it's tough because I'm taking my own baggage into it, like how I would act in this kind of situation. It's a really like, it it would be something that would be impossible for me to get over, you know? (laughs) But I I do, they are, she is so strong and they are so strong together and they're so cool with their kids. And I don't know the other couple. So it's like to pick the unknown, it feels like (sighs) that's not the right thing to do. Wow. I think I have well. to, I have to go against my, I have to grow as a person, oh. you know, I think, oh, wow. and take a page from mm. Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade. All right. Couple, couple goals is Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Sorry, Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird. You need to be mm-hmm. consoled. Already forgot their names. <laughs> the next category is Chic New York. Now we're talking. We have Jonathan Adler and Simon Doonan. Or Swizz Beats and Alicia Keys. Oh, okay, well, okay. you know what we're... So I know who Jonathan Adler, he's the furniture designer. Mm-hmm. Who's his partner? Simon Doonan. He's like the creative director of Barney's and he writes... Uh, oh, was he like the those... guy that was always on those talking head shows with the fun shirts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that guy. I know. I, I this is the most weird thing to say out loud, but I did improv at Swizz Beats' 40th birthday. Like what? he so Cypher Sounds is like a friend of mine and he was he got asked by Alicia Keys because yeah. they had worked together, obviously, to and then was like, do a comedy set like your improv set at the birthday. We're having a bunch of different things. Basically, after Alicia Keys sang Happy Birthday with that angelic voice, oh my no, God. no, pushing a birthday no. cake out. She no. was like, and guess who's here? Cy <laughs> for some improv. And then like. I go up with a bunch of other people and we bomb improv for like 10 minutes. That's the longest 10 minutes of my life. Um, and who was at this Tiffany, party? Tiffany Haddish came up, took a <gasps> microphone and was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then and then like kind of roasted us and it like ended on a high note and we got out. That is extraordinary. And Name it, some other people that were at this because I remember Meek Mill was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people were there. 
everybody was smoking cigars inside, which I thought was very fun and cool. <laughs> I was like, not only like, like cool. no one's even smoking <laughs> cigarettes inside or weed inside, which also both those things were being smoked inside. But cigars was like, wow, that's yeah, cool. Big. That's a big. It was that's fun. Cool. It was really fun. And and I love that Swizz kept like telling the DJ to keep playing oldies. Like it was this moment I watched like him and Alicia were like dancing mm -hmm. and they were like clearly in love. And that's why that's the pick here, guys. There's no other answer. No. And, OK. And then okay. he kept yeah. being like, hold on one second to Alicia and would go to the DJ and be like, yes, keep playing this. Like, And it was all like DJ's soul. got a DJ. It was like all soul samples. Oh, that's fun. They were sweet. They were really sweet. Swiss's mom like kept coming over to them and stuff. It was like a family affair. It was nice. Yeah. And I did uh, some bad nice. improv. So. Wow. To. To have Alicia Keys open for your improv set wow. is that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and they were so nice. That's they didn't cool. care. They were like, thank you so much for doing this. Aww. They were sweet. Aww. Wow. I did notice wow. at one point while it was happening, Swizz was like looking over like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, why is this happening? I mean, if I had a birthday party. Right. Yeah. And then someone was like, and we're going to do improv. I would be like, no. <laughs> and I. I'm, I'm friends with all improvisers. Like it would yeah, make right. way more sense. I'll never forget. But the that's audience. why you know bad. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. The face on the audience was just like they couldn't believe it. They were like they were like, this must be some like avant garde stuff that like I, I don't understand. Wow. It was just like jaws dropped. Did you like, get a suggestion or no, did you just were like uh, Swiss's mom told a story? Oh, Oh, that's cute. That's cute. It was really cute. That was a highlight. Absolutely. All right. So we got Swizz, Swizz Beats, and Alicia Keys walking away with it. All right. Next one is the Totally LA version. Okay. All right. We have Sarah Gilbert and Linda Perry or Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky. Okay. Okay. Those are housewives. Okay. So, no, yes. <laughs> <Did> you hear that? <laughs> I love it. That I love so it. He goes, okay, Kyle. these are housewives. Kyle. Um, Kyle and Mauricio are Beverly Hills housewives, house husband. But okay. Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne, Darlene. Yes, and Linda Perry, we just saw her on that show. She is the songwriter that wrote What's Going On. I said, hey. Oh, what's, oh what's yeah, yeah. Uh, four non-blondes. Yeah. Okay. So they're together and that's pretty good. I love them together. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fun. I, I'm that's it. Yeah, because I <laughs> yeah. I no I, I love Kyle and Mauricio. They're great. They I do believe their love is real, mm -hmm. but she, Kyle's blows with the wind. She Let's listens, be honest. She listens to this. So careful. She listens. She does. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> she does. She, <laughs> um, she might. I don't know. Well, No, but I, I would say this to her face. You <laughs> blow with the wind and you would turn your back on someone and you're very strong with your family. But I don't know. I like Sarah Gilbert and Linda Perry. I think they're very sexy together. Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. I agree. And also Again, it's your, it's your kind of thing. Two artists from different disciplines. They mm -hmm. both have like really thick black hair. Yeah, that's what I'm all <laughs> yeah. about. All right. Sarah Gilbert and Linda Perry triumph over Kyle Richards and Marisa Umansky. Yeah, sorry. Okay, and our final one is just hot new couples. Mm. We've got Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles or Lucy Hale and Skeet Ulrich. <gasps> oh, I read that. Read mm -hmm. that. That's such a wild thing. I don't really know who Lucy Hale really is, to be quite honest. Lucy Hale was um, Pretty Little Liars and Privilege. She's done a lot of like, she's done a bunch of TV shows that have only been on for one season. Um, <laughs> but Skeet Ulrich, I think I love him from ever. Yeah. Really? But yeah. And he was on Riverdale, right? He was on Riverdale. Oh, wait, yes. Skeet Ulrich is on, is he forever a teen or something? What's going I on? Know. Is he a dad on it? He's a dad because Hot the most dad? brilliant, 
Yeah, well, we talked about this on our DILFs episode, but I think Riverdale deserves a Emmy for casting because they did all nostalgia casting, and it's just like... Luke Perry. Hot, yeah, Luke Perry, R.I.P. So it was just like all hot guys that you remember from being a kid. Like, Kerr Smith from Dawson's Creek ends up on it. Chad Michael Murray ended up on it. But they all play adults, and it's so I smart. don't know if anybody's hotter than Luke Perry in no 90210. No, no like, one. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. He's, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I coined this. He's a manic pixie dream boy. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, it's like he's magical. Like there's nothing wrong with him. They've he's made a so character. Great. It's all the right. Like my life is bad, you know, yeah. and it's like he but he never but he's does like, I live wrong. by myself. I make my own rules like he's gorgeous. If like, I go to college, it's like yeah. he's the best. He's rich, but he's also him. got problems. It's I, like everything works out. I would go for this one. Olivia Wilde and. Harry, Style. Harry Styles, because I, I love an older woman, younger male combination. Mm -hmm. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. It's it's the it's age inappropriate in the right way. I shouldn't say it's inappropriate. No, you said it I, on record. She is inappropriate. <laughs> I think Harry Styles like. <laughs> Harry, you said you wouldn't work with her. If she asked. <laughs> yeah. Sure. If she if she asked to work with you, you would say no. Right. Because you have you're on your sofa. I don't know though because she just got out of a pretty long relationship. So, but maybe yeah. you know maybe it's time that she you know maybe she's looking for something. You know, I, I don't know what she's looking for. I can't speak to that. But what I really like about Harry Styles <laughs> is like he's kind of like the Justin Timberlake we always wanted. Oh, like, you know, yeah. how like, we really like yeah. everyone really championed Justin Timberlake. But then we look back and be like, he did a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas like I think Harry Styles has like played it really like earnest and and cool. He's yeah. He's like the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. They might have the kind of relationship where like. The, they'll break up and but like they'll always ha they'll always have the memory. Of yes. It. That, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Even if they break up, I think it'll always be like, remember that time, yeah. you know, and it'll help them inform their decisions going for forward. So, I yeah. Hope so. so let's I, I think they'll be the kind of exes that go on vacation with their new spouses together. They seem that you know? way. <laughs> yeah. Right. They also seem like they share clothes. And I think that's. Awesome. <gasps> oh, they totally share clothes. Mm -hmm. That's a mm -hmm. big part of their relationship. I didn't even think about that. But now that I, you've said it, that's got to be a huge part of the drama. Oh, yeah, this is Casey. Um, well, this is amazing. Right. I think we got to take a quick break and just give Olivia a heads up that Casey said all of this. <laughs> okay, and great. we'll be right back after that call. Come for me. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, surprisingly, Olivia was really chill about it. She said not to worry. Oh, so, yeah, we Very don't even have to edit that out. Uh, but I've, yeah. I've seen her in movies. She can kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of cool, Caitlin, you've got a pretty big thesis to drop today. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren Brickman. I need to talk about the person that when we were thinking about this episode, I was like, I don't know. This person is just the coolest person to me. The coolest person who I think is comedy adjacent. She's not a comedian. But coolest person in comedy to me is Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. I love her. I think her origin story is very cool. If you don't know, her first movie was Halloween, Mm -hmm. which she's amazing in. And they wanted a girl that was like um, Janet Lee from Psycho. So they just cast her daughter. (laughs) Which. Wow, uh, that's a cool story. Yeah. And then, but she's like so famous independently of her mom. Like you don't, always remember that her mom did all those like Alfred Hitchcock movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like she owned it. And I love that she loves Halloween. Like she's done many of the sequels. Mm -hmm. It's, it's obviously kind of like gone into B list territory at times, but she knows it's important to the fans. So she like, I don't know. I just love her. Isn't her dad famous too? Curtis. Mm -hmm. Tony Tony Curtis. Curtis. And recently her, the, I think 2018 Halloween was the biggest horror movie opening for a female lead and mm-hmm. biggest movie with a female lead over 55 wow. ever. Yeah. And she, like, The Rock knew about that and, like, tweeted at her. And he, she was <laughs> oh. like, oh, gee, thanks. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mr. Rock. She was like, you're great, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're great, too. Yeah, that's a great response. <laughs> And then she's also funny. She's so funny in Trading Places, A Fish Called Wanda, True Lies, which kind of does both comedy and action. Agreed. And drama and drama. So much drama. <laughs> we watched True Lies in the quarantine. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. And it brings me to my next point, which is her body, which is insane mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. Absolutely insane in that movie. But I also love, she'll show her body at any fitness level. Yeah. she's. She shows off her body in Christmas with the cranks and she'd not been hitting the gym as much and she uses it like to comedic effect and she doesn't care. It's like she's so present and she knows that she's sexy and hot regardless of fitness level that it's like, I'm out there. It's fine. I'm in this movie with Tim Allen. I'll I'll still find a way to be hot. (laughs) It'll work out for me eventually. (laughs) Um, I love that she is she's part of my favorite celebrity couple, which people don't even know that they're a couple, which she's married to Christopher Guest, the director, I and has been that. since 1984. Oh, I had no She's I had no never idea. been in one of his movies, and like they keep their careers completely separate, wow. even though she totally she totally could be in one of his movies. Like she'd be great, but like they she just would. keep it cool. Wow. And I love it. So that's my case that Jamie Lee Curtis is the coolest. 
And wow. uh, what do you guys think? And what's your favorite JLC moment? You know what's interesting that you brought up, which I think is so a part of celebrity now, is mm-hmm. famous children. You know? Yeah. Yes. Like, that is, like, the most... That is, like, almost a prerequisite for being, like, a model, actor. It's, like, you are the child of a famous person, reality star. Like, it holds so much water. And I guess it always has, in a way. Like, if you look at, like, Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, that is huge. And to kind of be of that wave, but at that time of, like, legitimate actors that come from these lineages. Mm-hmm. Also, was Tony yeah. Curtis Jewish? Because my dad I'm loves sure. him. So I'm hmm. like, he must be Jewish. And my dad loves he him. Might. But I love that <laughs> for her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think she is. Uh, I think True Lies is like the most iconic Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis film for me. I think it, uh, what I took away from when we watched it last was that she gets to play every single yeah. kind of character. She's this like nebbish yeah. nerd. And then she's wild and crazy. Yeah. She, like, And, and you, you really see the whole process. Like she... She's scared to do that like dance, you know, thing. The dance, she's bad and good at it at the same yeah. time. She's like bad, but she's so attractive that you're like, yeah, you can't dance, but your body's insane. It's actually really funny that The Rock congratulated her because like The Rock, Is like there would be no rock, there'd be no yeah. rock without Arnold. He's the one who was like, oh, you know, you, you throw a guy like this into the box office and you'll have right. success. And so that's mm-hmm. it really interesting that like, <laughs> like in another, if if at another time period, like it would have been The Rock and yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know? You know, she's also always on like, you know, that Instagram, like kind of like Discover feed, you know, yeah. where it's like just these random videos and like pages. The scene, and I think, I guess it's like staying alive, like the Saturday Night Fever sequel, where mm-hmm. she's like, yes, yes, like, and like, flexing her like oh, pelvis yeah. and like thrusting yes. and then is that what it's from yeah oh no that's um it's from a, a different 80s movie it's about uh fitness what's it called it's called um oh it, it's called perfect i think it's from the movie perfect it's in my oh, feed okay. constantly and it's mm-hmm. so yes. like uncomfortable to watch because like john travolta yes. is just like thrusting and he's like mm-hmm. wearing these short shorts and he has a bulge and like she is wearing one of those like 80s like thong leotards yes. and she's just yes. like yeah uh, uh, and you're it's like so bony and- it's so weird yeah. but she but that's such a like she's like you're predator right. in a good way like really the queen of her sexuality <laughs> in that like clip i haven't even seen the movie but it just it's like that's how magnetic she is is like I'm like oh I feel like I know everything about this character just from that weird yeah. scene I feel like I'm blanking on some of her other movies right yeah. now she's done so much she was I, I mean know. recently she was in uh, Knives Out which I wish the whole movie had focused on yeah. her character yeah. I loved her uh, I she did My a, Girl My Girl, My girl. Right. she's great in that as a stepmom kind of character yes she's yeah. also never been one of those movie stars that that is like look down on TV like she's yeah. done she did like New Girl and Scream Queens and she had a lot of episodes of NCIS wildly wow. <laughs> that I didn't know yeah she's like she had a TV show back in the 90s called like Anything But Love that was really cool Um, I think that's the thing that I love about her and I was so excited when you brought her up Caitlin is that like she has such a wide range of like roles that she will play can play and has played and it never feels like stunt casting mm. like sometimes like right. like she's such a like 
hot leading lady and it feels like a lot of other contemporaries of Jamie Lee when they played against type or like shifted gears it was always like packaged Oscar bait Mm -hmm. or something special and it was like she never let her deal was that she could do anything you know what I mean right Right. totally I love her I'm with you absolutely and I like what what you brought up Lisa's like her parents are both actors but I did some googling around I don't think their kids are in the entertainment industry I think they've just so it's not something where it's like oh we have to do this thing yes Mm -hmm. I don't know what they do but googling around couldn't find them Um, but her best friend is Sigourney Weaver that's so fun and that they that's they're the same kind of actress where they're kind of like in it, not a conventional, conventionally beauty, beautiful, but like so sexy and beautiful at the same time. These like kind of statuesque, tall, very striking. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver is another one I would throw right up there with amazingly cool, can do anything, female action star in Alien, like beyond like she's yeah she kind of redefined what an action hero was you yeah. know in a in a way like i think she's i don't i don't know like play the first like female sci-fi horror like I, mean, I would say probably annette benning first right casey's been biting his tongue trying to get annette benning's name <laughs> in here <laughs> Well, I mean, American Beauty to me is a sci-fi action. (laughs) There's no other category for it. Well, Casey, Lisa, I'm curious. uh, Caitlin has crowned Jamie Lee as the epitome of comedy cool. But is there anyone that you think should wear that crown instead? Comedy cool? Yeah. Or just cool? I mean, Caitlin's claiming that she's comedy cool. Well, like, yeah. Well, I mean, she's in comedy movies. She does do serious roles, but I think of her as a fun purse. <laughs> well, it's tough because I she's got the benefit of when she does serious, she's good. And then when she does comedy, you're like, oh, wow, the serious person's doing comedy, which is very, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's harder sometimes for a person who like sets out to do comedy to, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's fun when they do drama, but it's like novelty. Whereas when you do drama and you do comedy from that, that's the novelty. And that's that's so it's a win win in a way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, it's hard right, to describe, right. but. Um, I'll say someone that I'm not going to ever say is the epitome. Well, two names came to mind and they're both people I don't necessarily know that much about or like follow, but like Matthew McConaughey, I think is the epitome of like kind of cool. And he does Mm. comedy and drama. Cause he's just like the, like his essence is so cool. Like, so whatever. And I just listened to him on WTF and he's like, he really is this persona, but I'll give an early nom to Dakota Johnson being incredibly yes. funny and cool. Like, I agree. I agree. It's a watch this space. Yeah. Cause we'll see how she develops. Yeah, we'll see how that, yeah. Track her because she is, you know, she hasn't been in that much. She's known mostly for 50 shades of gray. Right. But she's been in comedy movies. She's in comedy circles and she's gone so super viral by being so like biting and herself, like calling Ellen out pre Ellen getting called out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that is the coolest move to just be on Ellen and be like, you're lying. I don't think you like yeah. me. Like basically saying like you, you're mean. And yeah. like, I was like, that gets all the points. And she's married to Chris Martin. She had that like 
architectural digest like house tour and you're like give me her house she's very cool <laughs> she's like she's a liar and like gets away with it like she's just she's cool i agree, I agree. that's a great wow. one and same same lineage two same, famous actor yeah. parents so maybe that's <sighs> yeah that's where i went wrong i love that i love I keep that thinking of do you guys know adrian shelley oh yeah she hasn't done the kind of things but when when i yeah yeah. She had actually a pretty tragic end. She right. was yeah. she was right. murdered and but she was in a movie called Trust and mm-hmm. that I really loved that was like an 80s movie and she and, and and she had done a lot of stuff like that and she's just like a person that I think of a lot when it's like who do I find like a cool actress? Like mm. she just like it, it sort of came up in like an indie scene. I don't know. There's there's right. like credit for those kind of she, things. She uh she she wrote and directed Waitress. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's and that yeah. I remember seeing the Broadway play, and they had like a footnote that was like, "Oh, actually, the person that did this like tragically was murdered." Yeah, it's really tragic. Yeah. But people should watch the movie Trust. It's really yeah. old, and it's also it's got that guy who was. I always think of him as he was like the DEA in the show Weeds. I think in season <laughs> two or one. I don't know, but like he was in it too, and they're both very good. He's a good actor, but um, it, it's a really weird, fun like. Stuck in time in a good way, a movie hmm. that's that I, I I saw and I was like, who is this? And yeah. then I by that time she had already, you know, uh, passed. So it was like, wow. that's a great one. That I love that. And you know, yeah, there is like a even though the characters or the worlds that thinking about waitress, which is the film of hers I'm most familiar with. It's like it's not like inherently cool, but there is a coolness to her aesthetic and right. stuff. Like I love that. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely, great one. It's amazing sometimes to be at such a level and keep kind of mm-hmm. crushing it. And it actually, when you talked about like how she did a bunch of like TV shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that doesn't ruin her career. It's because I think she brings artistry. And I think like, yeah, when right. you could do that, no one can judge you. Cause you're like, it's right. like, can you see, believe she did NCIS, but it's like, but did you see her performance? And that yeah, yeah, yeah. changes everything. Also everyone, wa- like, I mean, I don't, but like, that's the most, that's been the most popular show. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, across the country for it's true ever. So it's like she's like, yeah, I'll do NCIS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for for going on a tour with the JLC with me. (laughs) Uh, Brickman, I think you got a game for us. Oh, I got a game here. Here we stand. We love to play a little game called Pitch Fire, where we ask our guests to pitch us uh, movies or TV shows. But we have a very special version of Pitch Fire to play this week. This is Pitch Fire. We're cool edition because Lisa, Casey, we know you're both brilliant comedians and creators, and we couldn't have you on the pod and not showcase your skills. But we're not going to make this easy for you. What we have for you today is we have a bunch of very lame names for TV shows, mm. like truly, I, truly I terrible titles for TV shows. We'll make them work. And yes, and that's exactly it. Your job is to take these terrible names and make these shows cool to get them greenlit. Uh, all right. So the first lame name for a TV show is simply called Tax Season. Make it cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sexy Attorneys. Uh, sexy accountants, I mean. <laughs> All right, so let's take it back. Sexy accountants slash attorneys. They're into tax law. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You thought you'd be sleeping this April? Sorry, you're actually going to be horny. Mm-hmm. April is the horniest month of the year when you get this newly divorced but (laughs) still sexually attached couple co-tax attorneys Mm -hmm. it's starring 
Oh, uh, Harry Antonio Styles Banderas. and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Guess what? You show up to do your taxes, you might get, get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, perfect. Honestly, Greenlit. I wasn't sure until I heard Antonio Banderas, and then it, uh, talent's attached. We're moving on. Okay. Yeah. They're attached. They're, they're it, tech available. It speaks to like we both were like, say someone sexy. Got it. And we both. <laughs> Harry Styles, Antonio Banderas. That's there's nothing sexier. All right, well, I'm excited. We're off to a great start. This next show is called The Drying Paint Chronicles. Um, mm-hmm. It's a period piece. Mm. It's oh. um, the Victorian era, and there is a shortage of mm-hmm. heat mm. and. It's a, a woman who has a, 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 a farm hand and he's tasked to paint the barn and it's so cold that they're huddled in there and they just have to to watch the paint dry. <gasps> and they wow. hallucinate. They hallucinate as they're doing it. And that's the Chronicles part. And it wow, gets wow, actually wow. it actually gets really um, fantasy. Exactly. Uh, because of these Ooh. hallucinations that they're getting through suffering mm-hmm. is what's what you know what they eventually will make their millions writing children's books for but they're hallucinating all kinds of 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 you know sci-fi and but also fun dragony uh you know that shit that kids eat up this yeah 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 yeah. yeah. boom kids love it (laughs) they're gonna have toys oh my god okay the merchandising opportunities are limitless well we uh, we have McDonald's listening to these recordings Amazing. at all times, Great. and they are excited. going to the Happy Meal. Wow. Okay. I'm excited about all the millions of dollars we're going to make from this one. Uh, the next one is called Beverly's Chore Wheel. Okay. So <laughs> Beverly is, mm-hmm. uh, she is a lifelong waitress in oh, Tampa, wow. Florida. Ugh. Okay. Okay. And she's, I mean, she's had it hard. Am I right? Yeah. Beverly's had it hard. She's you know, been a waitress since she was, you know, 14 years old. She, you know, works doubles. Mm -hmm. She supports, she's a single mom. She supports her daughter on tips. And she's Mm -hmm. had enough. And it's time for her (gasps) to get some justice. That's right. And and take out all the people that have wronged her. And she spins this wheel. And that wheel doesn't actually have chores. No, no, no. It's got fucking names. She's got to roll up her sleeves, spin the wheel, and get revenging. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The wheel corresponds with a name and a weapon. And she will kill whoever the arrow stops on. That's right. Starring... Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> as She'll Beverly. Do She'll fucking do anything. Starring Andy Serkis as The Wheel. <laughs> uh, wow. And Annette Benning as her best friend. That's right. Don't do it, Bev. Annette Benning from the South. <laughs> I love this so much. I, I really didn't think Beverly's Tour Wheel had any promise, and you've changed my mind. You've, You're wrong. It's, You're it's wrong. now my favorite show of next season. Okay, we have two more. This okay. next okay. one, this next one is really wild. It's called Womb Wars. <laughs> of course, a reality show. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, contestants put as much uh, as in their bodies, like, you know, supplements, steroids, all kinds of things. And to see who could have the biggest child. Uh, 
it starts off like very fair. Like the women are like the women and the men are weighed. Like everyone's got the same. Like they go back to like their parents. Everyone's got to be the ex- like pretty much the exact mm-hmm. same sizes and stuff. So it would be normal. They they should be the same. But they're taking you know they're taking all kinds of supplements, making sure that. They have the biggest they have child. The, and it's like they will be measured. Those kids will be measured. And the season finale <laughs> all takes place in uh, the hospital mm-hmm. with a way off. Wow. So all of the kids immediately are placed on scales. And it's a bit, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's like takes place, like basically they relocate the hospital to mm-hmm. a stadium. So it's <laughs> it's in the round. Yep. The audience is in the round and it's a live yep. event. And surprise wow. at the end. The babies fight. That's right. <gasps> Not only Whoa. are they the same size, at the end they put out, like they just <laughs> left there, they fight. And and I know you guys are like, oh, there's a loophole, like women deliver at different times, all scheduled C-sections. Wow. That's, right. yeah, no. That's yep. great. Wow. wow. So then they all have the same birthday. Mm-hmm. So then we can do a check-in at least once a mm-hmm. year moving forward. Wow. Womb Wars baby Exactly. Birthday. It's oh. like a really lowbrow version of that um, British documentary where they keep checking on kids. <laughs> yeah. It's seven exactly. up. Exactly. It's yes. it's seven. It's not your mama's seven up. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, call well, it eight up. Because yeah, call it's it just eight a little up. bit better. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. I'm I'm delighted and terrified. All right. Okay. This last one. I'm I, I don't know how you're possibly gonna make this cool, but I believe in you. This show is called Mustard Stain Mansion. I mean, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a real whodunit. It's a classic <laughs> caper. And it's, you know, a spinoff of Clue starring <gasps> your friend, Colonel Mustard. It's all mustard all the time. It's all mustard all the time. And what was the title of it again? <laughs> Mustard Stain Mansion. That's right. right. And the stain is blood. That's right. And you have to know who died. And Colonel Mustard's there as, you know, the kind of the master of ceremonies mm-hmm. to take you all through it. And people are mad because Colonel Mustard, who, you know, he dedicated his life to, to work for the the army, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, as a colonel. Yep. Why does he have yep. so much money that he could afford a mansion? It seems a little fishy. So mm. people are coming after him. People are coming wow. after him. It's twists and turns. You, it's it's red herrings. It's like mm. who done it, and it all ends in a stain that you can't get out with <gasps> soap. Which is cum. Which is cum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's in there. It's in wow. there. The black in, light will see it. Yeah. Black yeah. Light wow, wow, see it. wow. Wow. Oh. So there's also some room raiders. It's kind of like yeah. Clue meets room raiders, you know, <laughs> the classic combination. I want to talk about, where, they did that every episode, right? Like yeah, where they, every they, they go one. into the room and then the, the like the girl checks the boy's mm-hmm. bed for cum mm-hmm. stains, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, in te- that's on a television show yeah. for yeah. kids. Okay. Right. For kids. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love this idea. And unfortunately, Lisa, I just I just got a text message saying you now actually have to develop clue meets room raiders. Literally, it's 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 (laughs) amazing. Well, let me know where I can submit my package. Sure. No, you don't even need to. You were here. You were here. Yeah, you were here for it. Wow. You're EP. Amazing. Yeah. Everyone's getting EP credit. Everyone's everyone. getting EP credit. <laughs> PAs, PAs are PAs. This is also a new format where everyone's an EP. That's right. Incredible. Well, mm-hmm. we're Great. we're gonna quickly draw up some contracts to make sure they can't backpedal, and we'll be right back.
All right, y'all. Uh, the ink is dried. The contracts are ready, and so we can we can we can go into our last thesis of the day, which. Uh, you know what I was I was doing some some deep soul searching about this word cool preparing for tonight and okay. I uh, I, w- I was googling to see some different definitions of it and I found one good old Google uh the <laughs> second the second <laughs> definition for cool which is an adjective you know Google said it's showing no friendliness towards a person or enthusiasm for an idea or project totally and that really struck a chord with me and like sort of like it, it kind of made me think about the the word cool in a few different ways. And I I realized that to me that there were different levels of cool. But to me, like the epitome of cool, like the hierarchy of cool is exactly that. And when I think of that sort of cool, I think of the 90s. Mm. Like to me, like the 90s are the decade of cool, particularly that sort of like um, aloof kind of cool. Slacker. Yeah, right. It was the age of the slacker. And like, this is inherently my opposite in every way, right? Like this show, like (laughs) we stand could not be less this like we built. We don't play. We don't play it cool. I don't pretend to not get excited about things like my whole life is built on the fact that like when I love something, I love it deeply, openly and obsessively. But I'm also an 80s baby and I was a child of the 90s. And Mm. so I was like, where did I really like learn about cool? And to mm. me, I can look back and if I had a murder board of cool, I have three prime suspects who mm. imprinted on me. <laughs> and for me, my definition of cool comes from the trifecta of Reality Bites, yes. Empire Records, yeah. mm. and the already mentioned My So-Called Life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And I... I these are the things that I think I was trying to figure out like there's clearly like a connection between these three aesthetically though they have their differences but when I brought it I was sort of like was like okay but what are the things they have in common and to me these are the like important things relentless unrequited love that turns requited (laughs) 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 people masking their feelings a fear of success and failure in equal measure and covering all of this up with, as mentioned, slacker vibes. And then, to me, it all gets tied up with really great soundtracks. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, like, to me, like, it's like all of the, like, like the vi- there's visual things that they have in common. But to me, like, those were the most important through lines that I saw between those three projects and between, you know, I'm sure the diary entries I'd find from those years. Um, but I'm curious, do, when, when do these movies resonate as cool on TV? Like, do they resonate with you as being cool and what makes them cool to you? I mean, you could not have named anything closer to my heart, especially when it comes to reality bites in my so-called life. Like I like yeah. Empire Records. It was, yeah. you know, something that didn't come out for me in the movie theaters or something like I kind of just like stumbled upon. It was like on HBO one day and I was like, yeah. all of these people are attractive. I love this. It seemed a little too trying too hard for me comparatively okay. to the others yeah. for some reason, but a little shinier, like a little glossier. What was the movie you saw as a kid that you were like way too young? That you shouldn't have seen at such a young seven. Age. Seven. Okay. <laughs> oh. she, so she saw like seven at like a really young age. She in saw the lot- theater, <laughs> which means yeah. I was like in 
fifth grade or fourth right. grade. So I think like by the time like she saw Empire Records, she was just like, I've seen it. Well, I love it. I <laughs> guess that the men in Empire Records left something yeah. to be desired when yeah. the women were fierce and amazing. But the men, the Jordan Catalano and Ethan Hawke's characters are basically the same character. Maybe yeah. like not intelligence wise, but in terms of like emotional manipulation mm -hmm. and like sociopathic tendencies. Mm. And I love those two men characters so much. Like I find them to be the epitome of like the dream boat. Yeah. And I would say, I think you're, I, what you're saying is so right because like aesthetically, like when you look at the character of, I think his name is AJ, the one that's in like the, in yeah. Empire Records, physically he's like, he goes to the same castings as Ethan and as, and, uh, and as Jared Leto, but the character is too soft hearted. He, the character, it, it's, it's, it is gender reversed. It's the women that are the cooler character. Like it's Renee Zellweger's character that you yes. want to fall in love with in Empire yes. Records. Um, she's the cool one. Yeah, and she sings the song at the end, and it's like it's so embarrassing to watch, but it's mm -hmm. also so exciting. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. You know what character though I like from Empire Records, not crush wise, but Lucas. Yes. Yeah, I like Lucas too. I love Lucas in Empire Records. And that was a character like that seemed unattainably cool to me because I would never do that. <laughs> Like, I would never, like, be like, I got to save the record store. I'm going to go gambling. Oh, no, I messed it up. Like, the way they were mad at him, I remember identifying as, like, I'm not a part of things like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. when I'm a kid, like, no one could be that mad at me because I don't have that much power and I wouldn't take that big of a risk. Yeah, I like Lucas because he has a philosophy, mm -hmm. which is very similar right. to Troy in yes. Reality Bites. Like, he's very, like, what's with today today? Like, he's, like, you know, anti-establishment in, like, all forms, which I think is mm -hmm. very hot and very 90s. Mm -hmm. But he's not, he, but he's actually not, like, a romantic lead of the movie. It's interesting. I know, but, but he is, like, um, the one, right? Like, I would be, like out of all of them it's a real ensemble it's almost yeah, like it a, is an ensemble it's almost like a big chill or something yeah right it's absolutely yeah yeah i guess like a lot of stuff i watched on mtv was more was bigger for me than movies i, mm -hmm. I definitely loved empire records i think i was a little bit older when i really watched it me and my friends like loved it in a way like already at that already when i was like in like right before high school like seventh eighth grade i was looking back you yeah. know what i mean yes I was, like, yes yes I, I was nostalgic for things that had just left yeah 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 you know like loving totally. like kurt cobain like mm -hmm. who's just exactly the epitome of cool in terms of like doesn't give a fuck throws his body into instruments throws his mm -hmm. body into drugs writing these beautiful songs like they're full-on pop songs but he just disguises them so well yeah you know? um but I also loved like MTV VJs. And yeah. I, I remember watching a No Doubt performance and I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, first of all, was like obsessed with Gwen Stefani. So yeah. cool. But then also like at the end, like the drummer who's like wearing black lipstick and like has like spikes in his hair, just like like just runs and jumps into a pool like in front of all these like people that are dancing for spring break. I remember like being like, that's the that must be the greatest feeling of all time. Mm -hmm. Music to me and watching bands play was like always bigger than anything else. And but also like stuff like watching Method Man. Yeah. Or like uh Q tip from a tribe called Quest. That stuff would like had a profound impact on me 
in this like, oh, that's New York. Like I live in Staten Island. Like, and Wu Tang, I mean, uh, you know, Method Man from Wu Tang is like from Staten Island. So you're yeah. like, this is so crazy. Like, I'll never be that, but like I love <laughs> that there's this like, this is where I am from, kind of. Yeah. So I think like that was really big too for cool. Totally. And I think the music element, like, like that's the thing, like all of those like 90s dream boats that I was into, they were all their passion was always music. Like Jordan had a band. Yes. And right. uh Ethan Hawk's character was had a band. Uh, had a band. And Empire Records is a music store. It's, it's all a, a band. A band. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about a band. And it's like uh right. yeah, yeah, I think like the, it, now I'm saying it out loud, it like makes sense that I spent most of high school following around a band. <laughs> you know what I think is so cool that I've always found really cool, which is why I think musicians are so cool. And I'm not a music person sometimes, but I'll like mm -hmm. like musicians is like the manipulation of fashion. Mm -hmm. Like Rayanne Graff in yeah. My So-Called mm -hmm. Life manipulates fashion in a way that is so cool. Yeah. Bra like absolutely. a braid, like a patch that's dyed, a kid's clip in your hair, a slip dress over a turtleneck. Mm -hmm. Like I wore lingerie as actual clothes in college. Yeah. Same. A hundred. Like I was like constantly going to thrift stores and getting like old lady slips and dresses and things and wearing them over other clothes. I just thought it was the coolest And that's thing. over 10 years later. Yeah, sadly, like, yeah, no, but, like, but that's but that's like what we're talking about, like the yeah. impact, the impact that some of these things have sometimes. Yeah, is so interesting. Like I still have cardigans and stuff because like Kurt Cobain wore that. I think it's so interesting. Like I, I can't remember where I read about this, but there's a college. I think, I think it's Tulane University in New Orleans where there's mm -hmm. like there's this professor who's actually been teaching like a special topics course in like defining cool for like you know, 15, 20 years or something like that. And I read this article where they were, he was talking about like the shift in perspective on what the word cool means mm. and how like nowadays in his classroom, students won't call a celebrity cool if they don't, um, if they don't like express their like political ideologies, like people, students are like, you have hmm. to like show you care about the yeah. world to be cool. But to me, like when I was reading about that, it like broke my brain because like I grew up in an era where like it's it wasn't cool to care. Yeah. And so like I'm like, is it? So like it's I think it was like a fascinating thing to try to define like what cool that's is. Also like yeah, to me that's just different. It's different, like, right? That's just being a good that's being a good person. That's not cool, right? <laughs> but I don't think I actually I I only disagree because I, I do yeah. think that a lot of these bands that like were cool mm -hmm. did you know they were very much most of the time on the right side of history in terms yeah. of they were progressive and it was you know I, I, you know whether they it came out through their art or not. I, but I always remember like rock the vote and like there were always right. these like things that were like people were getting political. I mean, look at bands like Rage totally. Against the Machine or whatever. You know, there was a lot of that. And then they were also on the right side of causes. Like you see interviews like, uh, you know, uh, ahead of its time in terms of, um, you know, AIDS gay rights. Huge. Yeah. Like AIDS and safe sex was like the epitome of like kind of the issue to be on the right side of history about like in the 90s. You yeah. Know, it feels like TLC, super cool, like condoms. But there it was that also felt really subversive, too, where now yeah. it's kind of like you're yes, voting for like Trump or point. Biden. But at that time, when you're like in the 90s, it's like I want to 
fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like yes. fuck safely. It was like, it was a little bit different. It was like the, yeah, the politics were younger and like more salacious where now it's like, I want healthcare. Healthcare is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, you know? yeah, it's not taking that same, same risk. Right. There's no, there's not as much risk. Like I think TLC really took a risk yeah. by having like a condom on their right. eye. And it's like to say like, Vote against Trump is pretty low risk. But also like the 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 issues are like somewhat not lamer because they're so important, but like minimum wage yeah. being fif- like $15 is not like as sexy or young or provocative as like safe sex or like sex education. Right. I feel like things right. have changed a little, like a little bit. I, I think if you go back to the origin of cool and maybe this professor talks about it, but like- yeah kind of started in like the 40s and 50s, right? With jazz right. and and the slang. That was all related to issues. And I think I think that goes hand in hand with that mm-hmm. era. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm just trying to remember from like, right. you know, yeah. learning music history in terms of that. But like the jazz era using that word was sort of like this counterculture. Right. And I so I, I actually think it's in some ways it stayed pretty true That's, to, to where it began. And it always kind of wasn't like, you know, I. I do think that, like anything, it's subjective, too. Yeah, right. So it's hard to say because, you know, what's so interesting about this is, like, so often what's not mainstream is cool. Right. But, but I think a lot of yes. people consider what a mainstream de- definition of cool would be. But maybe yeah. we shouldn't. It's a paradox. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean... That's amazing. On that note, I think we've covered it. Yeah. I think we defined cool. I think we're cool. I think Homeskies. Yeah. I've never felt cooler in my entire life. Uh, well, for anyone who didn't already know where to find you before this, where can they keep cool hanging out with you cool folks? Under a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Under, yeah, we don't. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, the bad kind. The, the really, bad kind. The one clove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. The really cool ones. stinky ones. <laughs> cloves um i don't know i'm pretty i'm pretty low-key but i'm on instagram as my name and that's like kind of the only i don't really do anything anymore yeah you could find me on instagram maybe i don't know if i'm there or not. yeah i don't know like i'm so busy (laughs) um but no casey you should plug more things yeah i don't know i i i I do record music and stuff yes you're putting an album yeah. <gasps> of all cool guys, he's in a band. All cool stuff. <gasps> yeah, music's on on all streaming sites. Oh, you can check my name. You out. better believe we're gonna be dropping some of those sweet, sweet Casey tracks. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I I think I I always knew Casey was cool, but uh, there was a certain music video starring Lisa that I was like, oh, this is a very cool couple. Yep. <laughs> there is a music video. This is oh, the- it's called New It mm-hmm. uh, New It Being Cool. Yeah, and and we went we filmed a lot of it with high school kids, so I just was. <laughs> We, that was really humbling to be around a bunch of high school kids and try to be cool. And one of the comments, one of the comments someone left was like, because uh, someone was like, Casey, I know that you're like older and I, I don't you find it strange that you picked like a high school girl <gasps> to be your like love interest in this? Like it's strange you're like in your 30s. And I had to be like, well, that is actually my wife. But and she's, she's an old happy. ass bitch. <laughs> and I wrote, she's an old ass bitch. First. 
first. <laughs> but you guys are so funny. Thank you for having Thank us. You. This is like oh, our dream. This you. was so much fun. Uh, we had a great time. And folks listening, if you had a great time, you can follow us at We Stand Social. We are on all of the platforms. Uh, Caitlin, Caitlin's mm-hmm. starting to become pretty prolific over there on TikTok. And uh, doing we're the doing talks. the talks. And, uh, you know, we're on the IG <laughs> all day, every day. So, Stan Sands, be sure to slide into those DMs. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to dive into. Until then, stay cool. Yeah,